to getting salty, baby. Yeah, here's the getting salty. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, wow. Is this uh, perhaps the introduction to what will be our first multi-part episode? I'm buzzing with anticipation. I'm excited. Uh, it feels really like professional and official of us. There's a lot of neck movements happening for you right now. Again, <laughs> two not a words visual media, never but... used to describe us before. <laughs> <laughs> so true, my lord. So true. And yet here we are. The vibes are right. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. You uh, may be wondering, what are they talking about? Like every other <laughs> fucking episode, what are they talking about? Well, today is the day. The first day of a few. Yeah, at least two. At least two that we are going to be tackling the vast universe of Harry Potter. And it's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to unpack, but there's a lot of things that we can touch on that we do love. Think we're up to the task? I think we are. I think so. I have hope yeah. for us. And and we didn't want to rush it, so we're going to split it into at least two episodes. Yep. And today, right off the fucking cuff, we're going with the books. Well, I mean, gotta start chronologically, with like you got to start with the source material. So. so so true, my lord. And and people say we're not professional. <laughs> but uh, as before we Wrong dive in, yeah, incorrect, because they're <laughs> fucking stupid. Um, I also see you've laid out quite beautifully here on the counter, basking in the late afternoon light, some ingredients to your recipe pick for the day. Yes. Well, I was thinking about the fact that we were covering a topic that is, uh, for a lot of people, very comforting, very nostalgic, um, just like warms you from the inside. A lot of emotional connection. I was trying to think of if there was a spell that like warms you from the inside, but I don't know for sure. Um, That's high. The first thing that came to my head was Alohomora. <laughs> it nope. <laughs> just unlocks. Just things. unlocks stuff. Unlocks, unlocks your heart. Oh. <laughs> it's tender. Oh, it unlocks so, your heart. When I was picking the recipe for today, I wanted something that would emulate that in mm. terms of flavor and uh, depth. So and easy to approach and easy to comforting nothing too complicated exactly right so today we are going into the molly boz archives cook this book cook Cook this this book book. let me grab it we are doing what's the official title saucy eggs el amatriciana yes so this is um for lack of a better term a skillet based breakfast or you know what a skillet based egg dish doesn't necessarily have to be for breakfast savory um essentially incorporates into one cast iron pan You've got cherry tomatoes, onions, garlic, red pepper flakes, some handmade croutons. Delicious. Yes, yes, yes. Um, some bacon. <laughs> bacon. <laughs> or beer can in an English accent. Yeah. Sounds like a Jamaican accent. Exactly beer right. Um, and a hefty amount of parm. It's every recipe we make has a hefty amount of parm. Exactly. So this is our energy. Um, we'll be going along as best we can, um, letting you guys know where we are in the midst of this dish. Because it is kind of, you pop it all into the pan together and then... Which is also super nice, because it's not super, super, super nice. you know, you can tackle the, I don't know, foundations of your childhood <laughs> book yeah. experience while also cooking. Exactly. That's what we're after. So prior to Delaney getting here, um, I started to prep the croutons just because uh, we wanted them to be ready for when we started cooking the dish. So. Yeah. 
grabbed a fresh baguette from the grocery store today because I am that girl. Well, slow down. I will not. I love it. Oh, yeah. Ooh, oh, oh, yep. Delicious. So oh, yeah. a lovely white flour baguette. Um, tore, I would say, about a third of the baguette into very small, like, one-inch chunks. Tossed yeah, it not, on. Not too oil. precise, but they look really good. Here's the thing is that I need to be able to fit the whole crouton in my mouth without slicing it to shreds. The crouton at your mouth? The crouton would slice my mouth <laughs> into shreds. <laughs> a jagged edge. If you will. Yeah, no, we don't. Uh, we don't want that. No mouth injuries. No mouth injuries. Um, so the croots are currently sizzling away in the oven right now. And then what we're going to do is we're going we're to dice some bacon. The bacon. So while we dive in. Um, just a very quick tip. I don't always give oh, them every quick episode. quick tip. A right but tip. sometimes I do. A tilly tip. A tilly tip. Um, when, I, when a recipe requires me to dice bacon, I don't know what it is. Maybe my knives are not the best, mm. but I have a really hard time cutting bacon like cleanly. Like It's almost like, like it's I have kind to of slippy. saw at it because it's slippery. I feel like, yeah, maybe also your knives need to oh, be sharpened. Knives probably need to be sharpened. Yeah. Don't tell my dad. <laughs> if Kirk, Kirk. Yeah, listeners, please. Don't tell my dad. Don't tell Kirk. Whisper into the mic. Um, (laughs) So I popped the package of bacon into the freezer um, about 20 minutes ago. Just to give it um, a little bit, just like, yeah, firmer. It's It's a lot easier to cut through as well, I find, when it's a bit frozen. So now, do you want me to do the slicing here or would you want to switch spots? Uh, You do the slicing. Okay, let's do it. Happy to Malish. Okay, let's get rocking and rolling. So this is no small topic. No. And, uh, I think and you know, it has been <laughs> obviously yes. thanks Running to she, yeah, she who will we, not be named. Yeah, she who will not be named. We're going to use her own fucking ideas against Because as of oh now, God, what are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? <laughs> Do you not use scissors to open up that No, I always use... I always oh use the knife. Oh my god. Okay. Chaotic individual. Wow. Okay, well, the podcast is canceled <laughs> forever. Okay, wow. Here, is this satisfying? I yes. was about to use the knife to open the bacon package, and this evidently was not satisfactory to Ray Tilly. Okay, well, the listeners can weigh in. We'll make a poll on whether or not. <laughs> how do you that is, open your bacon packet? In fact, incredibly dangerous. <laughs> How, how do you okay. like it? Do you like it sliced on the side, or you want to slice it in the middle? How do you? How do you? That is completely your creative choice. Now are we doing this whole pack? Appropriate? Uh, no. Okay, I would say... but you have something to put the remaining bacon in, correct? Yeah, I got okay. lots of Ziplocs, baby. Okay, cool. Then I'm gonna go right down the middle. Um, actually, very quickly before we get into the Harry Potter of it all, um, something that I thought was very interesting that I didn't know before I read the recipe for today, but um, according to Molly Boz. It's best to start cooking your bacon in a cold pan. Really? Because it uh, is more helpful in rendering the fat and it stops it from burning on the edges before it gets fully crispy. Oh, wouldn't yeah. it? If I, you know what? Now that I think of it, I have no idea how I normally do my bacon. Normally that looks I, about I good. I do the pan a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah, Should perfect. be funny. Okay. Um, but yeah. Anyway, like so we're leaving the pan intentionally cold. All right. And I'm just going to quickly wash off the bacon schmutz. Thank you. You're welcome. So, yes. Uh... Yeah, you know, these books that just miraculously spawned out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. the Harry Potter series with no author, because (laughs) she doesn't deserve it anymore. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah, okay. Just slicing the bacon and trying to... I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, How old were you when the first Harry Potter book came out? Ooh, um, I... Because when, it was 1997? I would have been two then. Okay. So I was like, I was five 
okay. when the first Harry Potter book came out. So my imagination was peaked. Yep. Um, Deb read them to me, the first book. Oh. She read the first book to me. And it, I we had the original... Uh, cover, yeah, oh, wow. and it was the uh, Philosopher's Stone, I think. Which was the English release, Philosophers or, or Sorcerers? Sorcerers was in the States because they there was some weird religious reason why they didn't want the book to be called the Philosopher's Stone Classic. or like marketed as that, but every copy that I've ever had was Philosopher. Okay, yeah, cause so we yeah. had the original release one Kay. with the original cover art, <clears throat> and I remember, perhaps most vividly, the smell of those books. Oh, wow. The paper. I don't know why, but it was the most comforting thing. Oh, yeah, I'll just add those. So I'm just cubing, cubing the back on. Here, I can toss them over to you. Amazing. So you don't have to break your arms holding oh, up the no, cast iron pin. You're <laughs> so muscular. Um, well, I actually, sorry, just because I realized, not last episode, but two episodes ago, we actually kind of got onto the topic of the first book where I... Should we? Famously outed my mother for pronouncing Hermione wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, in Jane's defense, Deb also was, uh, she was a Hermione. Yeah, her Hermione or Hermione. Or Choose her your fighter. <laughs> Choose your fighter. Um, uh, yeah, we were a, a Hermione household. And also, uh, I got roasted by my dad when I was like, I don't know, fucking way too old to not know this, <laughs> that I was pronouncing Seamus. Oh, Seamus? Yeah, he was. Seamus O'Finnegan, famously. I was like, oh, Seamus Finnegan. And dad was like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, Seamus. He was like, you're fucking you... stupid. It's Seamus. I also thought it was Seamus. Yeah. I didn't understand, okay? My mom also unironically used to call Sean Bean Seen Bean. It was a very confusing time for me. Okay? Listen, for two people who are Irish, <laughs> we had no idea we what was going on. <laughs> yeah, for two girls named Ray and Delaney. Yeah. Specifically, specifically very Irish names. <laughs> we had no fucking clue. So apologies. As far as Hermione goes. Hermione. Hermione. You got me on it now. For, as far as Hermione goes, I mean, that's pretty Greek. It, it was not a familiar no. name. No one had like a neighborhood friend named Hermione. No. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I was like prime pickings for these books when mm -hmm. they came out. And I feel like we were very much of the generation that felt like we grew up with... You know, the trio, especially as the movies came out. When was the first one out? 2001? Yes, which would make sense because I remember being old enough to have remembered that my mom had read me the first book and I was actively looking forward to the first movie coming out. Yeah, because like, I feel like I was, so 2001, I was nine. Mm -hmm. So I was almost the same age. Yeah. They're 11, oh, I think, when they so get fun. their letter. Yeah, that you just feel. They always felt a bit older than me. So that yeah. I kind of like that, that you had that. Oh, it was so wonderful because yeah you just were like oh my god and then of course i'm like i'm i am a witch oh i'm gonna get my letter just you fucking wait my, when uh, I, didn't. I had friends whose parents made them like fake letters okay but see i, I would that wouldn't have been fake in my mind well that's what i mean sorry that it was like santa claus almost oh like, that's yeah. cool and they like told them like well obviously this would not have happened canonically in the world of harry potter but for the fake letters <laughs> that my friends received um like they got sorted into a house like, in their letter and stuff their parents did a really good job so total sidebar here but have yeah. you uh again before everything went really downhill with <laughs> jk rowling being a fucking trash bag of a human yeah um did you ever do the pottermore website oh you better fucking believe i did well, what's your house I'm a Hufflepuff. Fuck off, really? Yeah. I wouldn't. Does that not surprise you? I mean, no, it does surprise me a little bit. Oh. But, no, but it also <laughs> doesn't make, I think I'm also just really, a, like, I'm well, really tied my, up in your the Aries. And that's of the it all. thing, is that my astrological sign is uh, Aries, which, you know, one it's would think, like, Gryffindor. Gryffindor, for sure. 
But uh, no, I'm. You're it's interesting that you said that because our one of our other very good friends um, is a self-admitted like big time Potterhead, and um, oh yeah, and she where's the cookbook was really oh sorry I'm hanging on to it oh that's okay I just um, want to know what I need to chop next oh uh, onion and garlic okay I'm just gonna put the bacon yeah, put that right there bacon guys down there yep onion and garlic but yeah she was. Not surprised whatsoever about my Hufflepuff status. She's an expert. She clearly, she knows, uh, she had to peg more she than knows what she's about. See, listen, I knew uh, my partner was a Hufflepuff. There was no doubt in my mind about yeah, that. Yeah, I could see that. And he was adamant he was a Ravenclaw, and I was like, no, there's mm -hmm. no way, dude, you're a Hufflepuff. And, uh, and yes, I was yes. right. And uh, what about yourself, Lord? Can't thou guess? Okay, well, I do know what yours is. But oh, I, do you? Okay, sorry. Well, one of us is more dedicated to this friendship than the other, apparently. Lesson. On brand with my host. Didn't mean to put it out on a public forum like this, but that was no, not I my am fault. A, uh, <laughs> I am an officially sorted Slytherin. A Slytherin. Slytherin. Sneaky snake. Sneaky snake, which is what they call me. That's what they call me. Sneaky snake. Now, uh, how, how do you feel about your affiliation or like your, I have your house. I have no, I mean, it fits. Let's be real here. I have no issue mm -hmm. uh, with being a Slytherin because, mm -hmm. you know, it just uh, doesn't mean you're a bad person. Nope. You know, means you are. Uh, that's just what she wants you to that's think. That's what she wants you to think. Um, and pl besides, if we were going by JK Rowling standards for what I would be, I would be one of the anti-Semitic goblins in Gringotts. <laughs> oh God. So, um, no, it just means you are, you know, uh, clever. Yes. And maybe a little, a little tricky. Tricks. Tricksy. Tricksy hobbitses. Tricksy oh, hobbitses. Oops. Oh, wrong <laughs> wrong <for the> choice. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I never had an issue with it. I was uh, the real question though. Mm -hmm. Who? Where did your allegiance lie, as a young? person or as an older person when it came to like uh perhaps one of the most famous Slytherins Draco Malfoy wow I feel like we're kind of we're sort of deviating from the book here but well you know, we're talking about we're just going we're just going Here's with the, the flow I guess we're the going natural to, to set the scene for this whole episode is that everything we're going to be talking about this episode is in context to just the books yeah we'll get There's into the movies to later do with the way that the characters are interpreted or portrayed in the movies because the movies do deviate. Oh, yeah, as much for as sure. J.K. Rowling is heavy-handed in the production and whatnot. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> but um, Draco Malfoy... So here's the thing. This is what I will say. Because here's I was, the here's thing. Listen. Um, because I was super young when I read... I'm going to say the first four books. Because yeah, I remember Yeah, they came being, out pretty quick. They all came out pretty quick, and I re distinctly remember reading the fourth book when I was in grade six or seven. So I was kind of coming to the tail end of my like childlike innocence. Um, <laughs> I mean, really did, deep with you. Did there, you but... have childlike innocence after reading all your weird, fucked up oh. fairy tale books? <laughs> Not really, but um, I uh, just here's the thing: like, I just didn't have the capacity to read into like the depth of the character like i was just like oh he's the, the villain for lack of a better word the antagonist is the proper word but yeah. like he's just there to fuck shit up 
I loved when Hermione like punched him right in the face. Punched him right in the face and was constantly like just being like, "You're a fucking idiot!" Like, yeah, well, you're I mean, a she bad wasn't wrong. Person. Yeah, um, and all that stuff. So the older you get, though, the more you realize that it's actually quite hard to be a good person sometimes. Uh, yep, <laughs> yep. Um, Especially when your parents are assholes. Well, that's the thing. So, um, how many garlies? Uh, three. Okay, Lord. And thinly sliced. Thinly sliced garlies. garlies. But the thing is, by the time I got to the sixth book, which is actually one of my favorites, I think really? I will say we'll, we can, we'll get into this. Yeah, in one, but I really like the sixth book. Um, I personally find the sixth book is great in terms of character development for like all of the main characters. Yeah, and Draco Malfoy is definitely a main character. Um, like you get the full wheel of emotions with him. That's and when I feel like most people develop their real sympathy for his character. Yeah, because so you I realize what he's going through. He's a very emotional young man. <laughs> he's very sensitive, and he also has a ton of pressure on him. Like the legacy of what he's expected to do, just based off of his parents and his aunt and like all that stuff. It's really hard to grapple with. But he, because especially because he also has a conscience, which evidently yeah. the rest of his family fucking doesn't. Nope. So he's going, okay, I know morally this is the wrong thing to do, mm -hmm. but I'm young. I'm a child. I love my family. I don't want to disappoint them. Exactly. That's so, a lot to deal with as a fucking preteen. Yes, <laughs> it, it, it is a lot. It is a lot. Um, but that does bring us to a, a very good question. So, mm -hmm. Lynn, what book is your favorite out of the seven? I... Not including Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them or... History of Magic. Yes. Or what was it? Was uh, it History of Quidditch? Yes. One of them was red, one of them was blue. This is what I remember. Yeah. Um, I vacillate between oh. the fourth and the third. Fourth and the third. Okay. Yeah, Prisoner of third. Azkaban. Uh, I loved. Okay. Um, and I think part of it with Prisoner of Azkaban was that it was one of the first ones I was really confident in reading on my own. That is, um, I will actually agree with you that the Prisoner of Azkaban was the one that I got to read by myself yeah. at my own pace. Yeah, and I think because it was, it's a bit of a smaller one compared to the other ones. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I read it multiple really, times, so it felt a bit more In terms special. of the conflict, it's really, like, not simple in a bad way, but it's really straightforward. It's easy to follow without it's anything else. easy to follow. Else. The protagonists are kind of, like, being 13, their characters being 13 years old during the book, like... There's some, like, adult stuff that they're getting into, but it's still very much rooted in, like, child. Yeah, and me being, childish like, adventure. me being, like, the same age yep. oh, when yeah. I was reading it was, like, okay, great. Yes. Um, should I toss these in the pan? Uh, not quite yet. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, so wait for this to get pan. golden. The bacon's got to get golden brown. Oh, delicious. Don't mind if I do. Um, but Goblet of Fire, I think, really is my favorite. Goblet of Fire is also my favorite. <gasps> It's so good though. Like I wore out my copy of Goblet of oh, Fire. Goblet I read of it Fire. So many times. There's so many different things to address. You got the Triwizard Tournament. Triwizard Tournament. Number one, that is super fucking cool. Huge. Number two, different wizarding schools are introduced. Which is into so the cool picture. because you don't know about oh, them until you that book. You do not know about them until that book. And the Bobaton, like. Well, of course, you'd be a Bobaton. Okay, listen. You know I was a Francophile for a lot of my adolescent life. But listen, see, I was in like completely enamored with the concept of Durmstrang. And I don't know if this is because I'm aggressively Eastern European. I was going to say, I was like, did you feel connected? To yeah, I guess. It's because it's all of them just being like, hey, just hey, wearing hey. heavy furs. And yeah, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, Durmstrang is so cool. Like, 
this I don't know it gave me a bit of like old world uh mm -hmm. less elegant than uh Bobatons you know less of that kind of Bobaton like Bobatons gives me uh what you doing sorry I'm just trying to get sorry <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of Durmstrang <laughs> bang 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 I, I Bobat like Bobatons gives me um like Versailles vibes very Versailles you know and then Durmstrang gives me like Romanoffs yeah or like uh fucking what's it called Neuschwanstein Castle. Oh, yeah, you know that there. one? Okay, fucking cool. <laughs> oh, Great. <laughs> well, I haven't, but that's what it makes me think of. I fully agree with you on that yeah. one. Um, I remember, this is such a stupid fact, but <laughs> I learned what Booyabase was from <laughs> reading. Because remember when the, the two other schools, they first all sit down for a big meal in yeah. the Great Hall. Like, all three of the schools come together. Yeah. And... Hogwarts is serving dishes that would be like yeah. representative of the other schools and the bouillabaisse comes out to the table and Ron is like poking at it being like what is this because bouillabaisse is like a seafood stew. It's delicious. And one of the Bobaton girls tries to explain to him what it is but yeah. her accent is so thick that he doesn't understand and then Hermione has to jump in and like very like snappily be like oh my god Ronald Ronald! Ronald! Oh, that was pretty good! Thank you. Well, you know my Emma Watson is like... Wow! That was, that was pretty good! Okay, learning all sorts of things. Do I need yes. to chop up these tomatoes, or are we just chucking them in whole? Um... Do, 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 I feel like they just go in whole, but... Nope, they're going in whole. Oh, no? Okay. Going in whole. Going in whole. Yep. Um... Yeah, I, uh... I remember reading that about the bouillabaisse as well and being like, I don't know what this is. And then as an adult, I had it and I was like, this is incredible. Now, do you have a favorite character that specifically is tied to the fourth book that doesn't necessarily pop up as much in the other books? Um, Some of them do, like, come back, but... I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, do we need to talk about the Cedric of it all? Well, I feel like everybody was pretty enamored with Cedric. I should have known I was a Hufflepuff right then. Right, there. I mean, he is uh, he is the Hufflepuff. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like I, almost my memory of Cedric Diggory is eclipsed by the film version of Cedric Diggory. Well, and that's the interesting thing is that there's a lot of Cedric stuff that is included in the book. Well, not included, sorry. There's a lot of Cedric stuff from the books that they decided not to include in the movie. And I completely understand because the Triwizard Tournament of it all and then like the final climax like where spoilers well cedric dies sorry where cedric dies in the maze um via porky yes. uh <laughs> wink wink um all right i'm ready for the onions you ready for the onions do you but want the gar thing is garlic like, too and garlic too okay um the thing is though that it's just like it's too bad because specifically like i remember in the fourth book there's um if you recall like there's a Quidditch match where Moody, or sorry, the Dem or Death Eater, yeah, the Demeter, uh, the Demeter. Oh no, she's back. Um, the Death Eater that's trying to like fuck around with Harry, Barty Crouch Jr. Yeah, Barty Crouch Jr. Thank you. Um, he fucks around with the Quidditch game, and yeah. Hufflepuff ends up winning. Yeah. And Cedric, I believe, I don't know if this is actually one hundred percent true, but I think he goes to visit Harry in the hospital wing, and he's like, "I'm yeah. really sorry, dude. I mean, we yeah, won, but does but Victor like, Crumb get the snitch?" <laughs> As That's is like question. the key line of Goblet of Fire, Victor Crumb catches the stitch. Yep. 
Um, so that's just like little things like that. I'm like, oh, like that does show that he's like genuinely a really he kind does seem like he is a nice guy. Yeah, because that's the reason why Harry can't hate him. It's because he's a good guy. He's just a good guy. I, I wish they had emphasized that more. I mean, I feel like they did in the movie. Well, I mean, we'll get there when we get there. We'll get to there the when movies, we get there. But, but that, that was the one thing I really liked. That's why I was so drawn to his character when I was, was reading a good, the book. He was a good dude. He was a good dude. Also, um, loved the addition of Ron's other brother in the fourth book. Oh, yeah. What's his fucking name? Charlie? Charlie yeah. comes down to uh, deliver the, dr- the dragons. dragons. Love that. Because they do touch, again, they do touch on him just a scooch. Literally one line in they the movie. They mention him once in the movie. He's yeah. not shown. I but, mean, uh, they, honestly, the fact that Percy never gets anything in the movies is astounding because he's also a big deal in the books. But he's also a, he's a fucking asshole. Dink but in the yeah, books. <laughs> so he is. But I mean, they yeah. just kind of like you they, just see him after in passing. After the first couple movies, again, yeah. we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting here, too but, excited. Um, okay, thoughts on the Yule Ball? Oh, I remember visualizing it like over and over and over about like what it would look like. And, May like, I uh, confess something to you? <laughs> Yes, you may so, confession me. When I read Goblet of Fire for the first time, yeah, I was young enough that when I saw that the chapter I was about to start was titled The Yule Ball, I thought they meant like an actual ball. <laughs> it's just all of them. And not a dance. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, it's going to set you up for a different experience. to do with the tournament, but like, in Fair. that way. I mean, you know... We don't really live in a society at present that has a huge mm-hmm. emphasis on the formal dance event of a ball. So exactly. Not, uh, not, uh, <laughs> you know. I mean, you're still stupid, but <laughs> <laughs> you're. St- <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, no, I can understand as a child why. Again, this is coming from me, who was it was Seamus until I was like fucking sixteen or something stupid. Yeah, well, you know what? And also something interesting too, specifically about the books, is um, it is nice that they like are able to get a little bit into those more like I'm not even say B characters, like C characters. Yeah. Like Seamus, almost said Seamus. Seamus. Uh, the Parvati and twins. Dean, the Parvati twins, Lavender, like all of those people. Lavender Brown, the most annoying okay. fucking person in the world. Okay. Pansy Parkinson. Oh, Pansy Parkinson, Blaze Zabini. Oh my god, Blaze Zabini, who <laughs> changed like 15 different times in the movies. Okay. But yeah, I feel like the, they felt like so much, they felt like way bigger characters yeah. in Agreed. the books than they ever did in the movies, which. Yeah. You know, like most things, you, you can't just, like, usually you get the to book. learn more about them, which mm-hmm. is the nice thing, and also about like a lot of the professors too, because I found the professors very interesting when I was a kid as well. I thought McGonagall was a shit. I mean, again, give us uh, a better, cool, like way better person of an author, and then give me the prequels. Yeah, I'll read them. I will not if it is J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> now, all this discussion about the books. Something else I must confess. It's just like, I'm just unloading on you right now. Go ahead, my child. Thank you. Um, it took me like over a year to read the fifth book. Really? Why? I hated it. What? I thought it was so dry. Really? I thought it was so hard to read. I remember, especially coming off the high of the fourth book, where I was like, this is like the greatest thing. Soren. Yeah. I couldn't get through it. It took me literally like four different tries to get through it and it was a chore. It was really? a chore. 
I remember blasting Phoenix, through Order I, of the Phoenix. Oh god, Order of the Phoenix just makes me mad. I feel like Half Blood Prince. I struggled. See and see, I love the Half Blood Prince. That's my second favorite. Really? Well, just because like there's so much like interpersonal drama that goes there is on a lot in that going one. On. But then also like there's actual a lot of like action and drama that happens. It's at really the end. ramping up to the end of the. And you get to like war. explore like all the Horcruxes. You get a lot more of a window into Harry and Dumbledore's relationship as opposed to like the very simple like patriarchal. Well, I mean, just like mentor mentee. Yeah, exactly. Like, you get to see Dumbledore be more vulnerable. He, like, snaps at Harry a couple times. Okay, but here's my real question. Speaking of a developing relationship that you see more of in that book and more of in Deathly Hallows, I want to know how do you feel about Snape? So, (laughs) so Snape is like a bit of a delicate topic for me. (laughs) Because. There's nothing that grinds my gears more than sad little soft boys who believe that they're entitled to something more than the friend zone. And ultimately, that is what I got from every flashback, every dip mm-hmm. in the pen scene. Like, there was just no... I don't care how much of an asshole they made James Potter. I was like, there's no reason why he should be this fucking in love with Lily after so many years of her making it very clear that she's she just doesn't his want to be romantically involved with him. She does not want to be romantically involved and with him at all. There is literally no fucking reason for him to have treated a child Oh no the way he treated Harry Potter. Especially that. Because like oh cool, so yeah, you love his Sorry mom. you're triggered by the fact that he looks like his dad. And like Except for his eyes. Except for his he has his mother's eyes. Yeah. But like that's the thing though is I'm like okay so you say you love your you love his mom yep. and you eternally love his mom you love her so much oh my god you love her so much oh my much. god you love her so um, much and you think somehow it would make her happy or honor her memory to mm-hmm. emotionally abuse her son like for real emotionally <laughs> like are you out of your fucking mind like the occlumency oh occlumency occlumency lessons like that was difficult to Where get I'm through just like, I was like this is happening? not fun to be along for the ride and I'm for. very curious I mean obviously we have more of an insight into the working of J.K. Rowling's mind now, but like, yeah, we sure do. in what world? Yeah, in what world was this fucking romantic? Like, yeah. he's just abusive, straight up, and like that's not cool ever, ever. Yeah, so I, I mean, my deep, deep love for Alan Rickman, notwithstanding, yeah. Snape is a shit character, and we will get into the Alan Rickman of it all because that deserves like at least twenty minutes of discussion, maybe even longer, maybe even longer, but um. Did you have a favorite professor? Uh, or favorite subject? Well, I think I would have been a charms person, personally. Really? Yeah, charms okay. are defense against the dark arts. It's defense- very, very wand-heavy, you know? Okay. This is what yeah. I want. I want, to be, ca- I want to be casting lots of spells. Yeah. Um, or I really, you know, as a Pisces, I feel like I would have- Yeah, I would have really excelled Ooh. in divination. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like all I ever wanted, I was like, potions, meh, that's chemistry. Yeah, like, that's what science. I really I would, what I would love is to be able to cast spells nonstop. Give yeah. me charms. I want to fuck up a bunch of weird stuff. See, transfiguration, big one for me, but yeah. also because I am just like this, I, I know I would have been really into history of magic. Oh, see, me as like a grown adult, history yeah. of magic for sure, and uh, magical creatures, I think I would have been really runes. into. What was oh, the other one? Oh, I wouldn't have been into ancient runes. Oh, I would have been into runes for sure. But magical creatures, like without the danger element that Hagrid so aggressively needs to present like all the time, 
Um, I I think I would have really liked that just because I was such a big animal kid. What about a blast ended scroot? Yeah. Shroot? Scroot? 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 I don't know. Scroot? <laughs> Shroot? Scroot? How many more times do you want to say scroot? 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 One more. Scroot? Scroot? We're going to have to look that up because I don't think that's what it's yeah. called. But yeah, no, I. Uh, I mean, I fucking, like, if you put me in that world now, I would take any single fucking class. I don't even care what it is. Uh, maybe except potions. I don't know. See, I still think I would take it, because it would still be cool, because like you're fuck literally around making with the, magic the stuff. I pre-made potions, but I don't want to make them myself. No. No. But, like, yeah, I feel like charms. Would have been very into, uh, broom stuff as well, just because Quidditch. I- was a high school athlete oh my god but also just like the idea of flying is like very cool to me of course of course yeah i don't know if i would have been a quidditch person because i don't love the idea of like being hit with a bludger and falling to my death well i mean considering i played rugby for four years yeah you would have been fine i would have been fine you'd have been fine. And it just comes to the territory it does but see i'm like well, yeah, i don't know about that i wouldn't have wanted to be the seeker but i definitely think that i could have been a really good like a beater beater for sure not gatekeeper, I don't want to... No, that's boring. See, yeah. I mean the action. It would have been fun to be a beater. I also had a really big crush on, uh... Um, Katie? No. Yeah, well, that's... Yes, but in the first movie, uh, Oliver... Oh, yeah, Oliver Wood. Oliver Wood, yes. So charming. Mr. Wood. Miss, yeah, Madam Pooch. Also, oh, yeah. Also was an awakening for me, Madam Pooch. <laughs> um, she, uh... She was in a different show recently. Anyways... Now, do but you yeah, have Madame a, Hooch. like, an... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I feel like, fa as far as a favorite professor goes, mm -hmm. I feel like Hagrid is always at the top of everybody's list because he's Hagrid, well, not because he's, like, he's a professor. He's, like, a fun uncle. But I think favorite professor... Probably, I mean, probably Professor Flitwick. I thought he was pretty oh, cool. Yeah. You know? But also, um... I have a real soft spot for Professor Trelawney. Do you really? Yeah. I find her annoying as hell, man. Really? Yeah. I feel like I used to find her so annoying, but loopy. she is super fucking weird. And I mean, yeah. I don't know. McGonagall, I feel like, again, is outside of the regular league of people you'd pick as a favorite because she's so dope. So dope. Um, okay, well then that- Oh, no, I'm so bad. Yeah, stupid. What? Lupin. Lupin was my favorite oh, professor. Oh, yeah, I totally tracked that for you. Yeah, but I feel like, again, I don't no, think sorry, of not him... in a bad way. No, 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 but I don't think of him as a professor, though. <laughs> no, he's, he's another... Like, again, he's like a fun uncle. <laughs> yeah, he's like an outside well, character, but... he's an uncle. He's maybe not that fun, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's pretty tragic. Pretty tragic but yeah, she, I think he was a great professor. Yes. And I love David Thewlis. We love David Thewlis. Anyways. Um, now, do you have an overall favorite character? <sighs> and this goes for the whole franchise, like... I think probably Malfoy, Draco Malfoy. You slithering you. But think about it though, he is such a tragic <laughs> character. He's such a sad character and like no, his development mm -hmm. I would have loved to see more of. Um, okay. I would have loved to have seen him, I would love to see him go to therapy. I'd like to see <laughs> what potential is there. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to fix him. This is what I, I want to do. Fix him. I'd like to fix Draco Malfoy. Um, other than him, as far as like a potential for an interesting character goes, mm -hmm. um, would have been the Weasley twins. Weasley twins, Fred and George. Yeah. Okay, cool. What about you? Favorite professor and favorite uh, overall character? So definitely 
McGonagall just because, like, head of Gryffindor, she's big on transfiguration, she's a little no-nonsense, but she still has that, like, twinkle in her she's eye. Tough and tender, tough, tough and tender. Tough and tender. Um, I do also just love Professor Sprout, the way that she is represented in the series. I just think she's really funny. Again, she's bringing a lot of Juliet. frazzled energy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Juliet! We do love her. Miriam Margulies. Oh, yeah. Love Can't you. go wrong. Um, but favorite character in terms of the arc, the journey, and kind of like how things go for them. I don't know. I, I love Neville. He is the sweetest. I know. He is just genuinely so pure and he finds his courage and he's kind of like a, he's like a mighty mouse sort of character who becomes this huge, amazing, brave person. And I think he, they, though every book he's underestimated and I then know, proves his I mean, worth like, every time over and when over. When I say he has a great character arc, like he starts as being like basically like straight up the fool. Yeah, he's snivelly, stupid, yeah. Snivelly, stupid, well my grandmother doesn't let me do anything, like, kind of vibe. He's just, he's a little baby. He is a baby, and he, and at that point you have no idea what trauma he's been through well, yeah. in his young life. Because that's the thing, though, is he doesn't, that's not that, that's the foundation not of his character. What he which wants I kind of love. Him, and that's what I'm saying. So yeah. I, I do love Neville. Um... Ginny is a close second. Book Ginny. Book Ginny. This we're is where we really are talking about the books. I will get into the Ginny of it all next episode when we talk about the movies. But yes, no, but I agree. Book Ginny is a fucking bomb character. And that's, that probably is helpful to you as to why I like the sixth book so much. Because she's Ginny heavy. She's just out here telling everybody to shove it up their ass. And Do you need chili flakes? We are going to get the chili flakes. Yes, right now. And Speaking a of spicy, bit of the parm. Okay. Ooh, just inhaled those for some reason. Ooh, okay, here's your chili flakes. This smells incredible. And a bit of the parm, you said. Like bit a, of the parm. Like a pinch. Have it, on, have it on standby. Have it on standby. Okay, yeah. I'm ready. I just want the um, the tomatoes to break fingers up a are, little bit. More. Fingers are in the parm. I'm ready. Yes. Um, so the tomatoes are in the skillet and um, they're getting all nice and bubbly and nice and juicy and I am smashing them with the back of a wooden spoon just to release the juices a bit and make this more like a sauce. Hell yeah. Delish. Um, yes. No, I understand very much. Like Book Chinny is incredible. She's so great. So, so fun. And plays, ends up playing for the harpies and all sorts yeah, like of stuff, doesn't she? Yeah, she's Quidditch. She's, she's smart. very good at hexes. Yeah, like that's the thing is she's, she's super just, smart. She's, she's out here smart. dating like everybody. Like I, Which I, I love. love it. She's confident. She's smart. Yep. She held her own in a family of all brothers. Yep. You know what I mean? And like exactly. also again, and just a shout out, another great character. What? Molly Weasley. <laughs> See, I do like Mrs. Weasley a lot, but I love Mr. Weasley. Oh, he's, he's so, so endearing. But see, the thing I, I love Mr. Weasley because he is very smart, but he also has a bumbling dad energy. Yes, he does. But Molly Weasley is just like, she, she comes off in the first books as just so strictly maternal. Aggressively maternal. That when we get to the last book and we mm -hmm. see that she's like also, you know, a very gifted witch and... Mm -hmm. all of these things and has been working with this resistance this whole time i just love that that is part of that. her character yes. you know okay you've turned off the pan okay so yeah so we have uh turned the heat off and we need to let it cool down a little bit before we put the parm in i think that's just so, so the it doesn't parm burn. doesn't bubble or burn 
and then we'll be ready for the croutons and the eggs. We're gonna pop this little bad boy in the oven just to get the eggs to cook a touch. Shall we uh, perhaps pop our drink as we do yes, that? Yes, we absolutely shall. Excellent, okay, well we're gonna be back in just two seconds. We're gonna get our beverage mm -hmm. and get rock and rolling. Okay, what do you got there? All right, my lord. So a little treat for us today. This is one of my favorite uh, styles of wine today. I don't think I've ever seen a wine of perhaps this color with the cage uh, yes, top. I've been intrigued. Exactly. Today we are enjoying a sparkling Pinot Noir. What the fuck? And yes, listeners, I didn't know they made you those. did hear me correctly. That is a sparkling red wine. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm ready. Those are two of my favorite things. Effect. Okay, here we go. Hey. I get so nervous. Ooh. There we are. <laughs> I don't know why I made ghost noises. <laughs> this is in the, I mean, we're a sucker for a good label. Oh my god, look at that. <gasps> oh, beauty. So this one I chose just because we are doing um, something more of a more simple dish. I thought we could have a more fun beverage. So this is called Cuvée Secret. It's from the Paul Mass um, producers of wines out of France. It's 100% Pinot Noir, which um, just as a refresher for everybody, is more of a light to medium light bodied red wine. Um, it's very delicate. Incredible. Typically when the wine is done in a still method, um, it gives off like tart cherry, maybe a little bit of cranberry or raspberry, depending on where it's from. I'm getting big berry vibes. Yeah. So this has been done um, traditional method style. So the same way that champagne gets its bubbles. I have had this before and I really, really like it. This is giving me Bo Batten's vibes. Oh, oh So yes. there you go. You channeled the uh, the drink of Bo Baton. Bo Baton. Oh, okay. Mm. Let's give it a try. Oh my God. Love it. So fun. How am I supposed so to go fun. back from a sparkling red to regular red? I, I don't know. <laughs> what have you done? What have you done? Oh, oh yeah, big like cherry berry. Mm -hmm. It's fruity without being sweet fruity. Like it is still just a like very deep, acidic. Deep fruity. Yeah, gives a lot of a dark red fruit and just enough effervescence to keep it kind of fun. It does have, a, to keep it fun, keep, keep it nice. Fun. So really quickly, everyone, I have stirred the parmesan into the sauce. We're going to um, make a couple little wells within the sauce for the eggs. And we're also going to half submerge the fruits that I did up prior to the land getting here. Incredible. Yes. Well, actually, while we do that, mm -hmm. let's take another quick break. Yes, we'll be right and back and having our final taste. Yes. And final thoughts on Harry Potter the books. All right, the meal is done. The eggs are cooked. It looks freaking delicious. Sparkling Pinot in hand. Sparkling Pinot in hand. Let's try it. So, okay, the tomatoes are so bursted. Everything is all... I love that, uh, like, the pieces of bacon are small enough that, like, you're going to get, like, a couple per bite. With like, the croutons? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, pretty dang saucy. Dang, that's so good though. Mm -hmm. Perfect to dip like crusty bread in the oh. yolks, yum, yum, which yum. we kept a little soft because we know what we're about. Well, we're we're yolk kind of guys. We're yolk people. Yeah. So, final thoughts on the books. What do you got for me? I liked them a lot. <laughs> I, <just laughs> I liked them. I liked them a lot. Aside from the fifth book, I really enjoyed reading all of them, and there's just like as I said, like the 
there's so much to play with with the characters that that's why it is so hard to pick favorites and I it really captured me for like a good decade there I mean I feel like it still does you know what about yourself there Malort? I love the books I we feel love. like again like growing up kind of in sequence with the releases of the movies and the books I feel mm-hmm. like it's easy for the movies to eclipse fair the books because if you want to just kind of slip into the world for a little while you can take a couple hours and watch a movie as opposed to diving right back yeah, into reading yeah. the entire series um there is a lot that i love more about the books than the movies yes as far agree. as characters go as far as characterization goes we yeah. very much agree with that um but i am really excited to talk about the movies next week because i yes. feel like pardon me there is a lot to unpack plenty <laughs> like plenty 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 and uh i'm mostly excited to dig into this here uh, delicious meal well, then, uh, without further ado, we're going to we'll bid you a low, uh, huh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, I tried so hard. I think perhaps we should, <laughs> we're going to bid you a low. with a confundus charm and I need to sit down. <laughs> I think what we're going to say for now is mischief managed. Oh, I love that. Right? Nipples yeah. could cut glass right now. <laughs> And I bid you an aloha. Right? <laughs> Until <laughs> next week. Until next week. <laughs>